This is Janine, and you're listening to WCBG. WCBG is broadcasted from Wagner College in Staten Island, New York. Today's interview is with Brian Felduto, who is actually a Wagner alum, class of 2014, and a WCBG alum as well. So stay tuned for this interview where he talks about his music video, God Loves Me, and amazing other projects that he's been working on. Hello. Hi, Brian. Hey, how are you? Hi, I'm good. This is Janine from WCBG. Hey, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. How are you? All is well. Um, WCBG, that's exciting. Did you know I used to be the vice president of WCBG? Are you serious? Yeah. Oh my god, that's exciting. I actually uh, don't know many of our alums. <laughs> yeah, your guys' logo is actually was designed by my friend. Oh my god, this is a very small world. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but very exciting. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for talking with me. I really appreciate it. Super excited. For sure. Okay, can you tell me a little about about you and a fun fact about yourself? A little about me and a fun fact. Well, I graduated from Wagner. <laughs> uh, I don't. Uh, Twenty fourteen, and um, I've just been. I live in New York City now. I'm an actor, a songwriter, a life coach, and a fun fact about me. Um, a fun fact about me is that I have never missed an episode of Survivor ever. I've been, I've been 40 seasons strong, which is both embarrassing and impressive in my opinion. I love it. Okay, so we have a question that was asked actually at Freshman Orientation that we love asking people because it helps to break the ice a bit. If you, cool. If you could be any utensil in the kitchen, what would you be and why? I'd be any utensil in the kitchen. What would I be and why? Yes. <laughs> um... I feel like I would, I would be a fork because it's the most useful. So, my first question for you is, I was super hyped to find out you graduated from Wagner, and it's great to talk to alum and learn more about them and their experiences here, so what was your favorite class that you took here? My favorite class that I took at Wagner, um, well, I was a theater performance major, so I feel like there was a whole mesh of just uh, acting classes that I enjoyed and the different levels. And um, uh, I think I particularly enjoyed musical theater performance. Um, I remember having like a breakthrough in my work in that class. Um, it was taught by Amy, I don't remember her last name at the time. <laughs> so I do have some questions that some of our freshman theater performance majors wanted me to ask you. Oh, so fun. Do you want to know what your favorite role that you've ever done at Wagner was? Um, my favorite role that I did at Wagner was, um, well, I was in the dance project all four years, actually, and um, I grew a little bit of a love for it. Um, I feel like uh, people are always, the dance project is either hit or miss sometimes, but I, uh, I always enjoyed doing it and um, challenging my dance skills uh, sometimes, which are non-existent. So I was always kind of shocked that I was even in it in the first place. And then, um, and then yeah, it was fun um, getting to do that. Amazing. Are you originally from New York? I'm from New Jersey. Okay, close, close. <laughs> so what made you want to come to Wagner? Um, I... <laughs> It had nothing to do with the fact that School of Rock was there, contrary to popular, uh, popular opinion. Um, but no, I was just looking at colleges, and I remember I went on tour of it, and I really loved the campus. It's beautiful. And then I read a lot about their theater program and how like well known it was, and um, 
and reputable it was. And so when I got in, um, it was kind of a shoo-in, um, just because it had the program I was looking for, and environmentally, it just felt like I would fit in well. Amazing. I love that answer. I Definitely, the culture is still very similar. And I'm sure. It's <laughs> yeah, it's great. And it's really, uh, it's small but liberal, which provides, like, I feel like this really safe environment for exploring yourself and, and exploring other people and et cetera. 100% true. And, like, I'm majoring in two very different things, and I had the opportunity to do that here. And I don't think I've yeah. done other schools. So. I was actually a double major, too, arts admin and theater. Amazing. Which, that. from my understanding, has only ever been done once. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love how Wagner gives the flexibility to find what you're passionate about and kind of just go for it. Like, they're very open yeah. to, like, this is what you want to do in your future. Okay, we're here for you. That's all and about um, School of Rock comment, I actually get a lot of interviews from musicians because of that movie. Oh, so fun. Yeah. yeah, the movie inspired a lot of kids to pick up instruments, so that's good. Yes, it's ranged from like bad songs to like swimmers, and like it's crazy. <laughs> I never realized the impact of the movie until now. Until <laughs> I'm in the role. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what music are you currently listening to? Uh, well, I'm a, my primary genre I subscribe to is country, but that's just me trying to put a label on things. I listen to a lot of different things. Uh, when I'm, my, the thing I put on in the background most often is jazz. Um, I love I love some smooth jazz while I'm getting work done or doing chores or or whatnot. But um, I would say most of like the songs I search on Spotify tend to be by country artists. For jazz music, do you prefer instrumental or uh, with vocals? Uh, when I say jazz, uh, I'm actually just kind of referring to oldies. I'm being gotcha. a musician right now, but I'm referring to like Tony Bennett radio or like Frank Sinatra radio or that kind of stuff. I got you. But the first thing that popped into my head was like Miles Davis. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, he's great too. Okay. So, what are your top three road trip songs? Oh my goodness. Um, my top three road trip songs. Oh, that's so hard. Um, I feel like there's got to be a Broadway song in there. So um, I'm going to go with um, <laughs> uh, just just because of my friends and the songs that we listen to when we drive. Uh, there's usually a Broadway song in there. I want to say um, Without Love from Hairspray. Um, and then what else is a good uh, Life is a Highway by Rascal Flatts or the original if you want that um, and what else uh, Road Trip Song for some reason I'm getting the desire to say Starship by Nicki Minaj but that is random and I'm not sure why I want to choose that me and my friends went on a road trip to Myrtle Beach once and we uh, Starships was blasting with the windows down as we rolled in, so that's why I chose that. So what do you do when you're not writing music? Or being a life coach, or doing what you do? <laughs> uh, what do I do when I'm not writing music? The answer would be life coaching, and then what am I doing when I'm not life coaching? The answer would be um, just socializing, hanging out with friends. I'm an introvert, so I spend a lot of time just chilling. Um, uh, I like to exercise. I, I work out a lot. Um, I'm into that. Um, I like to go to the movies, watch TV, 
Um, but yeah, I mean, most of my, I kind of made it a point to have most of my time around the things that I'm passionate about, which I feel fortunate that those things have become my career. So I do spend most of my time just coaching or uh, writing or trying to get music out or performing music or rehearsing music, etc. I really appreciate that answer. I think it's something I haven't heard before. A lot of people forget to be like, yes, I'm super passionate about this and this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. And it's refreshing to hear that. Thank you. Mm-hmm, thanks. No, thank you. So what is your writing process like? Uh, I don't think, uh, I know some artists that do it the way I do it, but I feel uh, I don't do good like just coming up with a song out of nowhere. Um, I do well when I set time aside for myself to really like let my creative juices flow. Uh, for example, I'm currently scheduled to go to Nashville for six weeks at the end of February, and I plan on just writing for that whole six weeks, um, besides doing my coaching from home, but um, outside of like, you know, uh, things that I need to do to survive, um, I will literally just be there letting the creative flow, and like I'll come back with like probably 10 to 20 songs written. Um, I tend to just go through these like creative bursts and I get it all out of me and then I come back to New York and I go back to like real life and uh, I get to the studio and I try and like make the song come to life that I came up with while I was writing. So I'm not one of those people who just like writes every night or every day. Um, I usually set aside like some sort of experience for it. Honestly, I think it's one of the best ways to do it because I feel like the most raw form of writing comes from experiences that you have. For sure. Yeah, and um, when I'm in Nashville, because I don't live there, I'm, my mind's probably going to be really open to possibility and creativity and experience, and I'm going to be doing things that I wouldn't normally do, which will probably trigger trigger some sort of, um, you know, motivation for a song. What are you looking forward to the most about going to Nashville? Uh, way less responsibilities. <laughs> What is your opinion of streaming services like Spotify? Um, I think that they aren't going anywhere and that they're fine. I think that the industry is adapting and they're, I think we're doing, I think it's all working itself out. Um, I do think that it's uh, the industry's fault a little bit. A lot of people complain about it, but 10 years ago, we were charging $26 for a CD that maybe had one good song on it. So um, I think that people got sick of paying $26 for a CD that maybe had one good song on it. And so we had to come up with a system where people could get more access to more music. What is one thing you would change about the music industry as it is today? Um, More LGBTQ inclusivity in country music. I definitely understand that. I feel like country music is one of those genres that kind of pigeonhole themselves, like artists pigeonhole themselves into, you know what I'm talking about, kind of. Yeah, which There's is- There's a better word is, for this. No, for sure, it's just a, lim- it's a limiting genre, which is silly because country has come to mean so many things. Um, what used to be pop doesn't exist anymore, and I feel like country music has really filled in the void of material that just has simple melodies and simple lyrics and heartfelt stories and um, I feel like people of all communities can can share in that. Right, I also feel like country music is this genre that even though it's not stagnant, that's not the right word, um, it's more so that the music 
in country music is something that is always so relatable and it should be expressed more so. Yeah, it's storytelling and the queer community has a lot of stories to tell. So my thought is why wouldn't we listen to them? That's so true. So on that note, uh, describe your sound for me in three words. My sound? Yes. Um, it's, it's pretty basic. I'm just telling stories. Um, uh, it's lyric-driven melodies. Um, uh, I just try and write from my truth because if I feel like if I'm honest about what's coming up for me, it will in turn be universal and someone will connect with it. Um, and I start with the lyric and then I just kind of let the lyric guide the vibe of the song, which is why when I label myself as country, it's a little bit false because sometimes the song will turn into a rocky song or a jazzy song or a poppy song. Um, I really just kind of let the lyric bring me, bring up whatever I'm feeling, if that makes sense. That's definitely super understandable. I know like when I listen to music, I need to feel something from it. Otherwise, I'm like, why... You know, I want to feel something from a song. And right. how you spoke about how you use lyrics to basically tell this story and paint this wonderful picture. I think that's something that sometimes is lacking in the industry and I would personally like to see more of. Yeah, I think especially now, um, a days which is like the, uh, the EDM, uh, where people are just beat focused or rhythm focused or, um, uh, instrumental focus. So yeah, I, uh, that's why I love country music because it's one of the areas where you can still just find a story. So what is your favorite lyric that you've ever written? Like, <laughs> um, okay, that's actually easy. My favorite lyric that I've ever written is, you know, the moon never actually changes. We just take what we can see and we call it phases. That's so good. <laughs> we have a question that we've been asking everyone. It's, what is your opinion of releasing an artist's unreleased music after they have passed away? Should it be released or should it not? Oh, um, I've never, ever thought about that. Um, <laughs> um, so I definitely don't have an answer prepared. Um, hmm. Uh, let me take it personally. If I were to die, would I want my music to be released? I think if I was already working on it, like with the intention of releasing it, yes. I don't think I would want someone to like find my lyric book and create a song out of it, if that makes sense. So I think if it's already like in the works and I've given a direction to it and you know what I mean? Uh, then like, yeah, cause they're kind of carrying on what I, was, what I was planning on doing. No, I definitely understand that. Um, we actually asked this question because we want to start a conversation about a topic like this. Um, the life coach in me is like, I mean, once you're dead, you're dead, you know, which sounds grim, but like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know. Um, people can do what they, what they want. I suppose there's not much you can control about it. So That's true too. It's just so complicated because like whose intellectual property is it? Right. What musicians inspire you to be a better musician? Uh, I think there are some people breaking boundaries in country music in the area that I said that I'm passionate about, which is um, more LGBTQ inclusion, and that includes Brandi Carlisle, Casey Musgraves, um, uh, Lil Nas, I guess, um, <laughs> uh, uh, Ty Herndon, people who are um, 
breaking that barrier. Uh, I think so. Those people are inspiring me for sure. And that's also one of the reasons I wanted to reach out to you because this is the decade of our generation kind of taking the world by storm and being the voice of the people and representing everyone in a way. And we would love to be that outlet. For sure. Small college, big voice. So true. What is your favorite state that you've ever been to? I'm going to toss it back to Jersey. It's my hometown. Do you mind if I ask where in Jersey you're from? I'm from Morris County, uh, Pequannock specifically. And do you have any pre-show rituals or superstitions that you do before you perform? <laughs> um, I tend to buy myself new shoes for most of my performances, which is a terrible habit more than a ritual. Um, <laughs> um, and also just embarrassing. Uh, I just, I tend to do some sort of full body workout or warm up to make sure that I feel warm and ready for it. Um, and I tend to think through um, the set list, uh, preferably with like a long walk if I can, um, and just kind of like what I might say before each song. Do you have a favorite track that you perform? Uh, I have I love so many of the songs that I perform. I mean, my current favorite th uh, track is the one that will be coming out soon via music video, um, uh, because it, I think it's my best track to date, and it's absolutely my most important message to date. So uh, right now, that's that's my favorite. I'm super hyped to hear it. Can you tell me a little bit about the music video and the track itself? Yeah, so it's the music video is coming out. It's uh, we've had a lot of great support for it, including GLAAD and The Trevor Project, um, as well as some big names such as uh, Richard Linklater and Scott Rudin and uh, Lance Bass. And um, a lot of cool people are backing it, which is fun. Um, and it's basically um, country music has a lot of songs about church. So I decided to write one about my experience growing up in church as a gay man. And it's called God Loves Me Too. And it's just a message that I think a lot of queer youth need to hear because religion remains one of the hardest topics for LGBTQ youth to navigate. Somebody to, for other people to relate to and to be like, I'm not alone. For sure, yeah. I think that, um, and the song isn't meant to uh, change anyone's beliefs. It's just meant to let the people who want to be loved and accepted for who they are, that they are loved and accepted for who they are. Can you tell me a little bit about the concept of the video? Yeah, it's told short film style. Um, we basically follow younger me through um, uh, some trying times growing up in church. And then at the end, he finds me and my band and um, we have a positive message for him. Oh, I love it. I'm so excited to see it. Yeah, I'm very excited. Uh, we're just working on a premiere partner, and then it will be out. Oh, yay. Okay, and now my last question for you, because I don't want to keep you too long, <laughs> is what are your plans for the new decade of 2020? <laughs> um, well, I mean, on the immediate horizon, I'm going to write for a while, and I'm going to get this music video out, because it's the last thing I do. And um, Otherwise, I'm just, I, you know, the life coach in me uh, wants to give the answer of I'm just following 
I'm just following the next best thing, you know. Um, whatever, uh, whatever I feel is the next best move. I obviously have some some loose things I want to do. I want to release a series of cover videos. I want to um, I want to release more music after God Loves Me Too. Uh, but it's all. Uh, oh, I do have a couple of Pride appearances booked, so that's fun. Um, and yeah. Well, I'm super hyped. I know the staff is super hyped. And we can't wait to see what you do in the decade of 2020. And I greatly appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. Of course. This was a great interview. Thank you so much. Thank you. And I hope you have a wonderful day. Yeah, you too. Enjoy your evening. Bye. Bye. Again, that was Brian Falduto. If you really enjoyed today's interview, make sure to check out his music and stay tuned for what's to come in the year of 2020.